0: the question of like definition of success. Yeah. Um, I remember my goal in life was I wanna buy a Louis Vuitton bag with cash. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was my goal. Yeah. And so I finally got to that point where I was like, I'm gonna do it. Yes. And I had enough cash saved and I bought this bag and I hate it. Like yeah. one, it's just also, it's a very, I hate impract- it for her. Actually. It's yeah. a very <laughs> impactful bag, but I carry it yes. because it's a reminder of like, wow, it's not, it didn't fill that void. It didn't make me more successful right? and it didn't make me feel better about myself. Wow. And so I carry it because it's like a very expensive bag, Yeah. but it's also to me, every time I put my stuff in it, it's a reminder wow. and I'm like, it's not about the money and the value of things like yeah. life and business is mm. so much more than that. Yeah. Welcome to the Indie Young Professionals Podcast, where we help 18 to 29 year olds be great adults. We're going to interview leaders throughout the city of Indianapolis and talk to them about some of their successes and failures so that you can learn from them as you walk along this journey of life.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Indie Young Professional Podcast. We are back again with Crystal Brown, Carly Rush, co founders, CEOs, presidents um prime ministers of radiate I 60 it. air <laughs> collective amazing entrepreneurs cards. in our city yeah yeah put that on your business cards uh so this is our uh second episode of this conversation so make sure you go back and check last week's episode mm-hmm. this uh this one we're gonna talk about uh, you guys mentioned kind of in the last conversation generally the value of learning how to fail mm-hmm. and also how kind of your definition of success of what success means in your life has yeah. changed as you've just gone through some life and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I think those are two super valuable things and I told you before we're going to just get like specific which means kind of personal on yeah. some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. If you could just kind of serve everybody in that way, I think it'd be powerful because I think those two things are I mean, we we're all thinking about those things all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. we don't do we don't take a risk because we're scared of failing. Mm-hmm. We feel discouraged because we're not succeeding. And I think sometimes I know that for me, especially when it comes to success or really failure too, like the definition of success is so ambiguous. I just know it's whatever, It's not what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. what it looks like, but it's not what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you about this failure stuff, what you've learned about failing mm-hmm. because and, and what maybe even what have you learned about what fits in the category of failure? Because I think mm-hmm. we can think, well, it didn't go like I planned, yeah. so I failed or whatever. So maybe we'll start like professionally and then maybe we can even get personal just because I think the personal one, the personal professional, it wrecks us inside on our insides in Mm -hmm. different ways. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's start professionally. I don't know which one he you wants to go first, but what's something you look back on in a professional sense that there was failure or it didn't go the way you wanted to go. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of forced you into a corner on like, what am I going to do now? Where do I go from here? How do
2: I handle this? I can start. Um, fresh in my mind yeah. <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> um, I am a people pleaser and so I feel like in my people pleasing this has never been a oh it was in the early stages of doing hair or now like it's just been the whole entire time and that's something I'm really trying to work be better about mm-hmm. um, but I have found like working with um, well in personally in a salon I've owned um, We if I try and please everyone all the time, it's losing sight of what the purpose is or it causes confusion. Mm -hmm. And so for me, something I've learned working, you know, along with Crystal is um, is when I try and please everyone else, like it causes a lot of rift between Mm -hmm. Crystal and I, and it doesn't allow us to do our best. Um, and so that's always been something that I think that I've carried along and from, you know, even at a young age, just always wanting to please people, but realizing like I'm, it's messing up kind of everything sometimes. Um, and even trying to be so kind, but it causes, um, like the honesty is lost yeah. sometimes yeah. if that makes sense
1: So are you talking about that in a lot in the context of being a leader in the business like sure. with employees or you yeah. know, I mean with other stylists and stuff but just as a team leader as a business leader maybe that struggle between like you know maybe culture clients employees being healthy yourself having bounded, mm. all of those types of different yeah. things those can be in conflict a lot of times
2: yeah well and it, it's really it more comes down to kind of that fear of man yeah. um and having to wanting to please everyone so they're just happy yeah. and uh, in, instead of letting people kind of go through their own emotions about things mm-hmm. it's like going straight to well how can I make you the happiest so you don't have to go in experience yeah. like yeah. being unhappy yeah <laughs> yeah um So that's my yeah, I would say professionally that for me.
1: So how how are you learning to navigate it? Like is it a I don't know, is it learning how to prioritize different things at different times? Like what what's something you've learned about how to navigate um,
2: that? I would say I am one that gets I can get really confused really fast. And so I think if I am starting out my day confused or flustered, like it really comes into relationships like so i kind of don't think before i speak i would say um but and that's it can be bad it can be okay but it's not great you know i don't know (laughs) but and it's not on purpose and that's the thing that i always struggle with i'm like when i try to explain myself i'm like it wasn't on purpose i promise it just came out but but i think because like i want to be someone who loves people but then it comes out in not a structured mm. great way yeah. especially working alongside of a partner you know yeah and my friend is not like that who is not <laughs> like that but it's okay i mean yeah. but she but crystal that's the blessing and and being with crystal is that she has been able to give me a lot of grace but we're working we work mm-hmm. through that all the time yeah,
1: yeah. and it's all the time <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes totally yeah. so the communication thing's pretty big huge
0: oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah i feel like yeah with like that when you're working alongside Aside someone that has, you know, kind of a different personality Mm -hmm. in that there has to be a lot of grace and open communication and not you always have to assume the best in someone, too, Um, because I feel like when you let your mind go to the worst, then it's that rabbit hole and it's hard to dig yourself out Mm -hmm. of them. That is so true. Yeah, so
1: true. What about you, Crystal? Kind of professionally crossroads that you've hit.
0: Yeah. So the biggest one that comes to mind is um, leaving my last job. Um, to start Radiate 60, um, it, how do I say this? I tried my best to do everything the right way um, and was trying to be very honest. And I was hoping that they would assume the best in me and they didn't want to believe that my side of the story um, and they actually fired me that day. Um, So what I had thought or how I thought it was going to go did not. And, you know, that morning when they said, you have to leave now, you know, I thought years of friendships were lost. Um, I was like, man, financially my clients, like, what am I going to do with this? Cause I hadn't prepared right. to leave that day. Yeah. Um, so again, it was kind of that crossroads of, I can turn and be malicious and fight them on this and do things, you know, in a kind of a, the norm of that industry in right. a malicious way. Um, but then it was, you know, I had to stick to my morals and my values. And I was standing on truth of like, no, I I did this the right way. They chose to act a certain way. And so I had to make that decision to continue gracefully um, and honest. And I didn't know what was going to happen that next day. I mean, I worked at her little house salon in a corner with some pallets built up yeah. and just like, I hope my clients show up. I didn't wow. know who was going to come, yeah. Um, but there was a lot of just trust, but I had to stick to my morals and my values right? and just hope for the best.
1: Wow. So what happened? How, how long were you at her house and stuff before radiate six? How long were oh, you we hoping it to be? Three months?
2: months. Was it in June? It was in June. We didn't open until November. Okay. So, so June so. To, to November. Months. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: But it worked out. It was yeah. perfect. It was and the right clients, I mean, right. they, I, I had built enough trust and relationship with certain people that I didn't even have to, because that was kind of the thing is I wasn't allowed to reach out to people. Yeah. And so I respected that and I didn't reach out to people, wow. but people reached out to me mm-hmm. yeah. and all of my, I mean, almost all of my clients found me and wow. chose to stay with me. So wow. I think sticking to like that honest and integrity, it yeah. worked out for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So just something that, I'm listening to what you guys are talking about coming up to crossroads. And I think this is true in general. Most of the time, when you look back at something that was even legitimate crisis in the moment, or mm-hmm. f- at least felt critical, or yeah. this is make or break, it seems like for the most part, when you look back, you're like, it worked out.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or
1: something. Mm-hmm. I just like, I kept going. I stuck to my guns on what I needed to stick with. Yeah. And mm-hmm. here we are. And that yeah. never makes it easier to go through, but mm-hmm. there's some weird kind of like pseudo encouragement. Yeah. But <laughs> mm-hmm. like, whatever this is, I'm going to get through it. Yeah. And we'll look back and move yeah. on kind of. Yeah. yeah. So what about, what about maybe personally, like moments you've come up with? Cause I, I'm like kind of a, who am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not who I thought I was or I am doing something I never thought I would do and mm-hmm. that's messing with my kind of internal identity or something mm-hmm. happened to me. Like,
0: yeah.
1: I know I've found myself there mm-hmm. many times and that, like, I think it just goes along with life not going the way I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, anyways, I'm not going to go on that. Yeah. But what, yeah, like what have, what have been crossroads moments like for you, for the both of you in that? Kind of internally on the, who am I? What am I about? I didn't know I was going to end up here. Type mm-hmm. of moments.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, for mine, my biggest one. Um, I've always have searched for. Like I've always had this hole of wanting to feel loved, um, and so I've always had that emptiness. And I actually, I mean, I got married super young to someone I barely knew, um, and that marriage failed. And mm-hmm. so I would say that was like my biggest failure that kind of like was this catapult into a bunch of other small fail- failures because from that I felt like I lost so much identity yeah. um, and so much confidence that I started just making other bad decisions and trying to find that happiness and joy in other people and um, and, you know, drinking and I was, you know, doing drugs and all of these things at such a young age and then still trying to raise a child. Um, And so I feel like that one failure just kind of set me on this like really dark path of constantly trying to fill this void. Um, And that honestly was not filled until I met Jesus and Mm -hmm. had a relationship with him. And so when that hole was filled, then it opened my eyes like, Oh, I don't have to live in that darkness anymore and try and fill that. And so I was able to start making better decisions because mm. I had that hole filled. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's a lot along that mm-hmm. same lines of um
2: I was someone too like just well, like all of us, we're always we're wanting to be loved and mm-hmm. we want to yeah. feel connected and um and we're always searching for that. And so for for me personally um I remember though experiencing the first time like I I knew I wanted to be really successful and um and so I chased after money so much and I was working at a place that was just it felt I mean it was wonderful Mm -hmm. like at the time um but it was around everyone who was very wealthy and I saw all the things that they had and was just like that's what I was wanting. Like I mm-hmm. it was like the next thing. It was like, oh, that car. Like I really like I'm going to work so hard that I can buy not one but two of yeah. those cars, you know. Yeah. Um and and started really like feeling uncomfortable in my skin. Um but would still though make a choice and it would take me down a rabbit hole. Um that was not healthy for myself. It wasn't healthy for our, our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um and then I had clients, um, sitting in my chair and they were just, they were new clients and they started talking about a church and I was like really interested, grew up in a Christian home. So, but never chose to follow Jesus. And then it was like, um, let's, you know, and then Chris and I were like, let's just go try it. And, um, and so we, we did. And that was the first time, like, I ended up giving my life to Jesus the first day that we like entered into this church. And, And i'll never forget because it was the first time that all the things that i was chasing after just didn't seem important anymore and it was like my dreams changed and and then i ended up having to make the choice to leave where i was working because it wasn't a a healthy environment for me Mm -hmm. and it was like god was so cool because the dreams that he was like no i really do actually see those dreams and like I hear you and I hear your heart and we're just going to keep on doing this together and keep on moving. So, mm. um, so ended up leaving mm-hmm. and it was, I mean, that for me, was such a cool, yeah. but it, uh, scary and yeah. exciting, but I was like, Nope, this is like, this is that bold thing, you right, know, right. we're just going to do this. So. Yeah,
1: Yeah. That's so, that's so powerful. I think so much of the wrestle of transitions, it just in life in general it, it forces you to really try to figure out what actually matters or what are actually my values what do yeah. i actually prioritize yeah cuz life narrows along the way it's mm-hmm. kind of like it just does yeah. <laughs> and i think failure conflict all of these things it's a consistent it, the thing it has in common all the time is like things coming to a head yeah. mm-hmm. i thought this thing really mattered it's not going the way i thought it would go mm-hmm. either it doesn't actually matter like I thought or I need to make adjustments to prioritize Mm -hmm. it higher. And it's like a consistent narrowing and that's really scary.
2: Well, and I feel like even now, um, the things that I, you know, used to want, like with money or whatever it was. And now, even if I could afford to Mm -hmm. do it, it feels dirty to me in a sense. Like, I don't want to sound like that's not condemning. It just is literally like... You know what takes you back to those places, yeah. Right. And to stay clear of that, and mm-hmm. to stay like clear headed, you right. really have to be careful. So it's um, funny that
0: you say that because I, the question of like definition of success. Yeah. Um. I remember my goal in life was I want to buy a Louis Vuitton bag with cash. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was my goal. Yeah. And so I finally got to that point where I was like, I'm gonna do it, yes. and I had enough cash saved, and I bought this bag, and I hate it. Like one, yeah. it's just also it's a very I hate impract- it for her. Actually. It's yeah. a very <laughs> impractical bag, but I carry it. Yeah. Because it's a reminder of like Wow. It's not it didn't fill that void. It didn't make me more successful. Right. And it didn't make me feel better about myself. Wow. And so I carry it because it's like a very expensive bag. Yeah. But it's also to me, every time I put my stuff in it, it's a reminder. Wow. And I'm like, it's not about the money and the value of things like yeah. life and business is mm-hmm. so much more than that. Yeah. And so, wow. Yeah. If you see that bag? Yeah. It's a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think
2: too, like we, when you work so hard, you go, I deserve this or people will be like, that don't, it, don't yeah. think about that. Like you deserve right. that. You've worked so hard. And right. I'm like, I hate that. no, I literally just, it doesn't feel right. Like this yeah. is not what fills me. Yeah. And I right. love that because yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that there's more to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love what you guys are hitting on because I think what you're saying is so powerful. Even the language you just use, it's not what fills me, mm-hmm. or like the bag didn't work. And that comment, those comments have nothing to do about Louis Vuitton bags or whatever cars no. you're thinking yeah. of. Or, or the bag. people yeah. who have them. or It's like it's so it's not so much. More your than point that. is, it's so not about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's th- that like self awareness mm-hmm. and that internal values of like so much of our life exhaustion and anxiety comes from chasing things we hope will work. And then along the way you buy some of the things you thought you wish you could buy. And and instead of ticking it off the list of like, I made it, you tick it off the list of like, it's actually of the list of things that matter in life. Mm -hmm. You're like, Oh dang. Yep. I had to spend all that money to find out this doesn't matter. Like it's still cool or whatever, but it is, it's, it is literally just a bag. Yep. It's actually it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's hard. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow.
1: So what, let's let's go talk let's talk about money some more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What have you learned about money?
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> that it's not mine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. And so when I first started out in this career, I was saying how hey, you have to start at the bottom. I was working for four hundred dollars a month trying to put like food on the table, pay for daycare, wow. and there was always enough in my bank account. Wow. And so now where I'm making more than I've ever made in my life, I don't ever worry. I'm like, you could take all of it away, and they're still gonna be a provider for me. Yeah. And so none of it matters. Mm. And I think too, like to try and explain that to people in our industry, and even that we work with, like we are not making a million dollars off the salon. Like Mm-mm. we don't make money from it, mm-hmm. but we love it so much because we're like, it's not about that. And it's never mm-hmm. been about that. And I feel like that's where our success comes from is because mm-hmm. we've taken money off of it and put people mm. in the forefront. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's continuing to be a yeah. blessed place because of that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah totally.
2: Yep.
1: What else? Do you, what else do you have to say on that? What did you learn about money?
2: Uh, same thing. I, I think back to so many times when Chris and I were like, "How are we going to afford this?" And then we would always just have the money in our bank account, um, and it was just it was always provided. And that's where we realized we're like, like, God really like cares about yeah. us and is providing for us, mm-hmm. and um, and so. Yeah, I, um, yeah,
1: yeah. That's so good. And you guys have talked a lot about, uh, like giving your life to Jesus. You've mentioned church and everything like that. And, you know, different people listen to this who are whatever their Mm -hmm. faith or non-faith background is or whatever, but I hear you talking and this is a consistent thing that I've seen in my life. And even in in the short conversations we've had on this, uh, on this podcast so far is, um, there's a huge question of what's like what what's my purpose Mm -hmm. not which you mentioned to me before this all crystal the difference between passion and purpose
0: yeah
1: and those are two really different things passions can change and all that kind of stuff but um the reason i'm talking about i'm asking so much about success asking Mm -hmm. about failure asking about money Mm -hmm. is because i think all of those things are sometimes the only best language we have for like I'm trying to define what's the highest value in my life, what's the biggest purpose in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of in a lot of ways what failure is. Mm -hmm. It's coming up against, I thought that this was my purpose. My identity was in this. My purpose was in this. My success Mm -hmm. was in this. And it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. This is either over Mm -hmm. or there's something more out there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like we're always climbing and looking for that. And so you guys Mm -hmm. have found, you guys have basically been saying that like being christians knowing jesus has become it has given you that that highest purpose so that everything underneath that isn't the main thing so you can always have the main thing Mm -hmm. but just what i don't even know what i'm trying to ask in that but like i don't know any thoughts on that just the overall thoughts on like learning how to get your purpose whittled down and I think that's just such a big conversation we all want that we all want to have our purpose and everything what have you learned
0: I mean I've always said I've got a million different passions and if I were to pursue all of my passions I would have 600 businesses right Mm -hmm. but my purpose is people right and I feel like you know whether you're a believer or not a believer if your purpose is people and building up people and encouraging people like that's your umbrella and mm-hmm. then everything else can flow from that. And then you kind of check what you're doing like to that. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, is this career, this like decision mm-hmm. going to build up other people and encourage other people? And if it's not, then don't make that decision. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. What about you, Carly? Yeah.
2: Mine has always been just about loving people yeah. and having an influence in someone's life mm-hmm. that if they're not, especially someone behind the chair, you know, or, or, you know, having someone in our chair, it's like, well, if they're not getting that affection or compassion, like outside of the salon, like, gosh, let's do it inside the salon. And you're right in front of me. And we just want to love on, on that person and make them feel wanted and accepted. Mm -hmm.
1: So good. Uh, what is something you wish you could have, you could go back and tell 20, 22 year old you?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> oh man. Or what's something it? you
1: wish somebody would have told you at twenty, twenty-two, or maybe what is something that's you wish you'd have listened to?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, was gonna 20, say, that's 20, I think people yeah. were probably telling yeah. us yeah, not yeah, to totally. do. What we didn't that. <laughs> um, gosh, I mean, for me, it's like my my fault and my like whatever the other word is strength. Strength is um like expectation of people. Mm. And I feel like I had always just expected people to let me down and Mm. to not trust people as much. And so Mm. I kept everybody at bay. And I feel like if I would have learned to let people love me and let people in earlier, then I would have had more people like able to speak into my life, Mm. but Mm. I was afraid. And so I kept everybody at a distance. So I think if I would have listened or even just heard someone say like, let me in. yeah. I think that things could have went a lot different. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you do that with the reality that people do hurt and disappoint? And I know that like since you've learned that lesson or whatever, you've yeah. not it's not like you haven't been hurt or disappointed along the way. Yeah. I, I know at least for me or maybe some types of people, that's the thing that can shut me down the most is yeah. like well I tried yeah. and I don't, try again.
0: Ah. I mean because like I said, like it takes a bunch of failures to get it right. And then mm. instead of looking at it as a failure, it's like, what can I learn from that relationship? Mm. Like, yeah, they hurt me, but how could we have done that differently? And assume some fault too. Like yeah. There are mm-hmm. things that you, know, you do as a human being that might offend someone else. Right. And so don't put it all on the other person, but also don't shut everybody out because one person hurt you. Mm. Mm-hmm. There are a million other great people. Wow, mm-hmm. that's a great word.
2: Yeah, I think for me it's, um, to have a, a higher standard of myself. Um, hmm. And like being able to say that I am really worth it and being able to say no to the things that in your gut like don't feel right, um, instead of just going with the flow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Can you expand on that a little more or what do you mean when you talk about going with the flow and standing up and saying no? What are some no's you've had to learn how to say?
2: Um, to any temptations, I think for myself, I would say, um, okay, so like at twenty so a
1: temptation to not live up to a value that you hold kind of a thing like
2: yeah you or even you say that well, even um you know, at twenty it was that was the a really big year for myself um from the time I got married to the time that honestly that I s- like realized that. God really loved me. And mm. um, during that year was my hardest year, I would say, of my whole entire life of figuring out who the heck am I. And I still don't, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> still working on that. But like, for me, it's literally was saying no to, hey, let's go out for a drink. Um, mm. And saying like, no, actually, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm okay saying no and mm-hmm. not feeling. And um, or um, even as something that sounds so silly is like, Um, putting myself with only friends who swore or, you know, and and it led to just other things, you know? So I think just that being able to feel comfortable in my own skin to know really what was right, but still chose to say yes to things that I knew I wasn't right, Yeah. but wishing that I had said no Mm. and not having to learn the hard way always.
1: Yeah. That's so good. Cause that can, that's, that can be so hard and so scary to be like, I found, I found that in my own life. Once I chose kind of like the overall overarching values and direction of the way I wanted to go, mm-hmm. I found out very quickly that the norm of life was not going to push me in that mm-hmm. direction. It was yeah. going to try to pull me away from that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of easy almost in a sense to decide the direction you want to go but it's hard to actually do it. Yeah. And that's when like the yeses and nos matter. Yeah. And I I know I, I had people in my life along the way and I'm so thankful for it. Just telling me along the way, hey, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. It feels like that no is going to be really expensive right now. Yeah. Relationally, financially, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it feels like it's going to be expensive, mm-hmm. but I've been down the road like at least a few steps farther than you it's going to be worth it. Yeah. And, and sometimes even it's really actually not even that as expensive as it feels. Sometimes it is, but yeah. a lot of times it's actually not. Some yeah, things yeah. that feel like it costs so much, yeah. it actually, you know, a little bit down the road you're like, wow, that really wasn't actually yeah. the yeah. biggest deal in all the world. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, we've um, got a couple minutes. Sorry, oh, can I say one yes, thing? Yes, yes. I want um, to just ask one last in, question.
0: Uh, don't feel like you have to be friends with people in your workplace? I feel like that is like a common thing of like if you're in a workplace and if you feel called to be there, not feeling like you have to do everything that Mm -hmm. they're doing. Hmm. um, Because I feel like that's where people get lost in that people pleasing or they get swept into that temptation. It's like you don't have to be those people's best friends and check your friend group because you're going to act like the people that are closest to you. So true. And so that's a really hard thing to navigate especially at a young age when you're, you know, really concerned with who your friends are. Yeah. To be honest and be like that person's not good for me and that might be coworkers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: is so good. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we can just even say like to anybody listening it's like you have permission to choose your friends well. yeah Yeah. i think that that's so significant like Mm -hmm. people can say whatever they want but if you're like i want to head in the direction of that circle yeah just go do it yeah Yeah. just go do it yeah that's so good okay we got a couple minutes left and i'm gonna put you on the spot for a short answer to a big question so this is back to this is just totally shifting gears to relationships here okay okay so you got married at 20 Mm -hmm. you're you've been now been married at 19 years you said you have uh three kids yes uh, you have, you had your first marriage, kid, that marriage doesn't go now, go, doesn't, or that marriage ends. You're now married to Josh, have an awesome marriage, yeah. two kids, uh, one, one of y'all is your first kid. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I know both of you, great relationships and you've worked hard to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One piece of relationship advice that you'd give to a person.
0: Like with our husband, with our husband. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like. With, yeah, either marriage or like how to date, just in dating, whether it's not necessarily just a girl, Mm -hmm. not just to girls. I mean, you can give just a girl advice, I guess. But just what's a big relational piece of advice that you've picked up along the way?
0: Don't go into a relationship thinking that you can change someone. Mm -hmm. I feel like you think that you can get married and they're going to turn out to be like whoever you want them to be it's like no usually they are who they are and those qualities are going to stay there and and I think people change and grow but definitely don't enter into a relationship thinking that you're going to change somebody Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Mm -hmm. that's so good I think maybe even a filter for people on that is like behaviors can change and, and adjust and stuff, yep. but values changing yep. is very rare. Absolutely. Very rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something
2: that came to mind was, um, once you, especially once you're married, well, and in relate really any relationship, but how much talking to your husband <laughs> really matters mm-hmm. and don't assume one thing or the other, like talk it out. And, um, it, even if you argue about it, it's okay. But you at least know where each other stand mm. um that's where chris and i i think a lot of times even even after 19 years where you know we get that struggle of did we talk about this no we just assumed that that's what it what was going to happen and yeah and then so it went the bad way
1: like how do you how do how have you learned to like initiate the conversations that maybe weren't natural to have like who usually asks you know what i'm saying
2: yeah well even sometimes like with my ideas or whatever mm. it is <laughs> The bell. Finish your thought. <laughs> um I think even um if I'm spurting out an idea, um if if he will just kinda get silent and then I know like, okay, like I need to to say like how do you feel about this or right. that's you know, so yeah. it's generally just being really humble. Right. Um and that's hard to do, but yeah. it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, talking and being humble with your spouse is super Great. important. Yeah,
1: It's awesome. Love it. Thank you all so much. Thanks for being my friends. Yeah, And Thank thanks for the life y'all live. Way to go. Keep going. If uh, anybody's listening, just at least go check out Radiate 60. Yes. Coolest place ever. Fisher's <laughs> baddest salon. It's amazing. Y'all are amazing. <laughs> thanks, Thank you so Andrew. much for spending Thank time you, with Andrew. us. Yeah. Have an awesome day. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Indie Young Professionals podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on YouTube as well as the bell so that you'll be alerted when we release new episodes. You can also follow us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to know more about us and about the people that we're interviewing, follow us on Instagram at Indie Young Professionals. Thanks. Have a great day.